We are Pixie and Ogre. This is an intersectional LGBTQIA plus friendly podcast led by two lesbians living in the sticks of North Carolina. We discuss topics that support our values, including pro-Black Lives Matter, pro-trans and gender non-binary, and pro-sex work, among many other topics. Pixie is me, Mel. I hold a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. Ogre is Laura, who has no degrees or licenses, but just likes to hear her sarcastic fat ass talk. Good afternoon, it's Pixie or Mel. And Laura or Ogre. It is a rainy afternoon here in the North Carolina mountains. We're gonna to talk to you about conspiracy theories. Ooh, conspiracy theories. Was that supposed to be like a ghost voice? Kind of, like yeah, a spooky? like a spooky, yeah. It's trying to get into the I liked it. The spooky mood, I guess. <laughs> it sounded like a very half hearted woo. No, like, it was more of a ghosty a ghosty spooky woo. vibe. Okay. Yeah. Alright, we'll go with it. Um so for those of you who don't know, and you may or may not I fucking love conspiracy theories. Oh yeah, yeah. I love this topic. We actually had my brother over a couple months ago and we like had hours long conversations about conspiracy theories, which ones we believed in, which ones we didn't, ones we didn't even know about. Yeah, yeah, there's some fascinating ones out there. There are. Yep, and then there's some really dumb ones that I can't believe people would even believe, but <clears throat> whatever, to each his own. I mean, I guess on that list would be people thinking that the pandemic is a hoax. Yes, yeah, that's the top one. Mm -hmm. Right now is that there's a whole group of people, I mean a large group of people that think that the, the that this whole pandemic is a, a, a hoax. Not only that, but that it was created in a lab in Wuhan, China by uh, Bill Gates and the oh Rockefellers. And, and it's, it's meant to thin the herd, basically. Um, Survival of the fittest? Yeah, basically it's supposed to get rid of the weak and and you know thin the population a little bit. Um, I mean, there's there are interesting things that came up regarding that, but yeah, I mean, as far as like creating a global crisis medically, like what like when we think of like AIDS and stuff, I could see where certain groups, marginalized groups, would be targeted, or there would be this survival of the fittest kind of hierarchy type deal. Yeah, the pandemic doesn't, the, the pandemic conspiracy theory doesn't make much sense to me. There's a lot of interesting details about it, but it doesn't to me scream conspiracy theory. Yeah. And I think that a lot of conspiracy, conspiracy theories are born because we never really get full information on anything. That is true, especially when the government is involved. Exactly. And, you know, people just kind of um, say whatever to shut yeah. us up and keep us in line. And so I think a lot of conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories could be completely debunked or proven if the government would just be like, look, here's, you know, come into Area 51, let's take That's a tour true. and we'll show you that, yes, it's a it's a facility, but we know we don't have aliens and we're not doing secret research. It's, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess if it were that easy, they would do that, but there's, there's reasons why <clears throat> they don't, either reasons that support the theories or reasons right. that don't. 
And I believe that the government has to have some secrets because I, I don't I don't believe the American people can handle a hundred percent of the truth of what's going on in the world because I mean we can we well we've proven we can't handle a simple pandemic. I could handle knowing a hundred percent. I would rather know. I would rather know everything <laughs> up front. I want all of the information. And I think that would I think all of the information would send you into a a spiral of anxiety. No, I think the uncertainty and not knowing is what sends me into a spiral of anxiety. I think if I knew everything that we were contending with every day, I I think I think I would be more well adjusted. I think that would be the only reason why I would want to be president. So like the day I got sworn in. Do you think the president knows everything? I think he knows more than the American people, but I think that would well, be awesome. Sure. Swearing day, be like, sit down in my office and be like, all right, guys, tell me everything. What's Area 51? Who What's really the... killed John Lennon? Who really, yeah. <laughs> Did we really land on the moon in 1969? <laughs> Come on. Come on. And maybe, like, you don't get retroactive secrets. You know, you only get secrets from swearing day on. Oh, God, that would that suck. That would suck, because yeah. you miss out on so much. Right, and that's literally the only reason to be president. I mean, literally the only reason. I can't think of a better reason. Yeah. Just try. No, no, that would be the only reason. But there's, there's um, a couple of um, conspiracy theories that I found that I've been interested in for a while, and so I wanted to share those today, if that's okay. Please, you did some researches. I did. I actually wrote stuff down. Oh my so god! I don't forget stuff, and yeah, wow, I'm bad about that. So the first one is <laughs> the Denver International Airport. Okay, refresh me. Um, it's an airport. <laughs> and it's what on bump? She's here all day, folks. <laughs> it's in Denver. Denver. Yeah, Denver, Colorado. Right, which is in America. Denver, Florida. No, 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 not Florida this time. <laughs> Denver, Colorado, it's the Denver International Airport, and it officially opened in 1995, but it was supposed to open earlier, and it went, it went severely over budget and severely over time for the budget. Okay. The budget started out at $2.8 billion. That's I mean, what it started at. I don't know what, like, airports run, you know, run for, but... $2.8 billion seems is excessive. Yeah, it seems steep. But then I think about all the revenue, so. So they ended up going over budget. Okay. By $2 billion. So they went over their budget 200%. Yes. Or 100%? I don't Either. Know. Math, whatever. It was supposed to be $2.8 billion. It ended up costing them $4.8 billion. Why? Billion with a B. I got, yeah. I mean, I can't conceive of it, but... For an airport. And, and going back afterwards, they couldn't seem to reconcile why they were so over budget. Yeah, I'm going to need like an itemized list. Like, how many gold, gold toilets did you put exactly. in this airport? And so that was the one thing, is that nobody could really explain why they went $2 billion over budget. And hmm. so, of course, this started conspiracy theorists talking and you know questioning things then they a lot of the workers who were building yeah said that the reason they went over time and budget was because there was a lot of work to be done underground uh -huh. and they were talking about building bunkers and things like this so again is that typical in airport construction no underground bunkers 
No, and I'll give you the interesting facts, and then Please. I'll tell you the reasons for them. Okay. They, um, so they built this airport, and yes, it's a nice airport, mm -hmm. but it, I don't think that it's worth $4.8 <laughs> billion. Sorry. What? Well, I was going to say, what does a typical airport, international airport, cost to, to construct? I have no idea. That's right? a very good question. I'm going to Google it. Give it a Google while okay. I talk. I'm going to give it a Google. So in the airport, among other things, there is a um, time capsule buried underneath a Freemason plaque. Oh, okay. It has a Freemason symbol on it, and it has the words, New World Airport Commission. Okay. And the New World Airport Commission is all over the airport. Okay. Like something will say sponsored by the New World Airport Commission or built by or provided by and yet nobody knows you can't find anything on the New World Airport Commission. So New World sounds creepy as fuck. It does because it makes us think of New World Order, Illuminati, all of these things. Absolutely. Um, there's also a large mur mural. Well there's several large murals painted throughout the airport and several of them have Nazi and fascist images um, that the painter, the artist, says that he was painting pieces of hope and peace and so he had to show the evils that we've already defeated in order to show no. how we've you know, no. come since then. Sometimes we can just paint rainbows and unicorns in a fucking airport. Right, and not a, gi a giant Nazi soldier with... Yeah, with... I think we could do without. Then there's 47,000 square feet of rooms and tunnels underneath the airport. Get out. Now, <clears throat> so these are the conspiracy theorists' main points about this. Okay. They believe that the airport was built and then underneath it, they built bunkers and um, it's supposed to be a, a headquarters mm. of Illuminati, New World Order, that kind of thing. And that, Yeah. I mean, I, I already completely believe that. <laughs> You're already in <laughs> I mean, you had me at Denver. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people have questioned it. So the budget has never really been fully explained. Okay. Um, the... According to spokespeople for the airport, they say that the New World Airport Commission is, <clears throat> is a group that was founded and made specifically for the opening of this airport. And so it was just a normal thing for them to put their name on things but mm. no such group exists but they said that it was it was founded just for the opening of the airport and then it was you know it wasn't in existence anymore because it never existed in the first place because it's not real so that wow. just led to more questions yeah yeah the murals the artist did explain why he did them and I guess it makes sense. I mean, you can rationalize fucking anything. I could reframe and rationalize literally anything. I agree. I mean, yeah. And then the 47,000 square feet of tunnels and rooms underneath yeah. are the railway system and the baggage system. They have an underground baggage system. 
And so then... What railway system? Like, uh, uh, you know, it goes from the airport... Like the little... Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, like the little train system yeah. that, you know... A little subway-looking thing. Yeah. That brings you around in big airports. A big airport. Big airport. <laughs> yeah. International airports. We ain't got none of that out here. Shit. <laughs> um... So yes, that's what the airport has done to debunk all of these. And they, they're they kind of in on the jokes. Like, they're like, we can explain things, but people just say we're lying. So why not go with it? And I mean, so they, they actually invited um, a couple of years ago a journalist and gave him a tour of the underground and they, we're saying, you know, there's 47,000 square feet of tunnels, so we can't actually, like, walk you through every uh-huh. single tunnel because they have trains going through them. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, like, sure, you've got 47,000 square feet of tunnels and shit. I'm sure there's a bunker down there somewhere with rich people. Just Absolutely. Waiting. Like, this all feels very purge election, you know, the purge movies oh yeah and there was movies. like purge election whatever i think it was the second or third one uh-huh. it sounds very similar to that yeah. it feels very like group of elitist white people in a church trying to sacrifice someone i'm not a fan so if you're ever in denver and you want to check out the denver international airport be on the lookout for these freemason things and and people were talking about the gargoyles that are outside of the baggage claim area and <laughs> They were people are saying like, why gargoyles? Like, welcome to 2020, and the airport says that the gargoyles are bursting out of luggage, and they thought it was funny. I mean, I could kind of see that. I, I mean, think I would find the humor in that. Who doesn't love a good gargoyle? <laughs> I mean, I love a good or a bad gargoyle. It right. doesn't have to be a good as one. As long as they have those little flapping wings, <laughs> they're fine. Um, I think as far as like art and architecture goes, like. You could really make anything like those murals, like the gargoyles, into something that it's not. Or we could be overlooking like some major part of symbolism and it really is like the Illuminati or something. Right. Um, but of course, you know, like art is so subjective. Right. But yeah, why gargoyles? Ah, I mean, why, why not? One interesting thing that <clears throat> I really enjoyed about this. <laughs> is um, outside of the airport, there's a giant horse. Okay. Um, and Denver natives call him Blucifer. Okay. Anyway, he's giant. He weighs like 9,000 pounds, and he's got these glowing red flaming eyes. Well, he sculpted, and he actually killed his sculptor. What? I know. It's very interesting. While the sculptor was, was sculpting this horse, which is standing on its hind legs, and, and right. you know, um, a piece of the sculpture fell on the artist and killed him. Severed an artery in his leg and killed him. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like his femoral artery or something? Yeah, whatever big arteries in your leg. Wow. Yeah, and he died. So the work of art killed the artist. And it kind of seems like a spooky work of art. Yeah, with yeah. With the eyes it's, and it's everything. A, it's absolutely gorgeous to look at. If you have um, time and you want to Google it, look look up Blucifer. Why do they name it Blucifer? Is it blue? No, yes. Uh, red eyes. Glowing red eyes and... and Is yes. it black horse? No, he's kind of stone. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Interesting. It's very interesting. I was getting like with the glowing red eyes, I was getting very much like Lord of the Rings oh, no, horses. No. no, but of course the conspiracy theory, theory theorist theorists gosh, all these big words I know. lately. You Who know, are we? I need to go back to trash TV. <laughs> it the, has been a whole day. <laughs> they uh say that the the horse is symbolizes the um four horsemen. Of the Oklahoma. Okay, yep, yep, yep. And you know, the fact that it killed the sculptor is just more proof that the statue itself is you know demonic and everything and people are like wow. why the red eyes and and you know why not yeah but yeah i guess i mean i guess like as far as like government buildings and and like inter- like airports and stuff like that there are pieces of art that you're just like huh like it just doesn't make sense sometimes, right? You know, um, like so intricate, or like the ceiling in Grand Central. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's like why not, but also why. Right. Like, like you know, what what was it supposed to symbolize at the time? Right. So very but, interesting. Yeah, that's Denver International Airport. Yeah, I mean, this is as good as fact to me. That is where the Illuminati lives. Quarter their heads. Good, good. And this is uh, the New World Order. Um, I'm thinking a portal to hell. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Hellmouth, if you will. Oh, yeah. Buffy. Yes. Um, one hundred percent. This is now fact. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, um, I did a rough side goog on how much it costs to build an airport. Didn't get uh, any definitive answers. However, I did get the top answer was $2.8 billion. Oh, weird. But that makes me think that this is even deeper conspiracy theory-wise because I feel like someone made that the top answer for folks Googling how much does it really cost to build a fucking airport. Because how uncanny is that, that it would be the exact amount that they started out with at the Denver International Airport? Yeah, and they went $2 billion over that. Yeah, exactly. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a real lot of money. Um, all right, what else you got for us? Oh, well, you think you, you want should... Me to, do you want me to go? Yeah, you should go. Okay. All righty. So... I'm going to include a list of conspiracy theorists, uh, theories um, in the show notes. And I've gotten this list from Wikipedia. There's literally a page called List of Conspiracy Theories. So I'm just going to kind of go down the list of a few of them that we may know about, we may not, and then I'm going to talk about one. So chemtrails. Yes. Okay. We've got the Malaysia Airlines. Yes. We've got New Coke. Yes, I've heard about that. Uh, Denver Airport, as you said, the Freemasons, the Illuminati. We have. Do you believe in the Illuminati? You know, sure. I could totally see it happening. I could totally see. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if there are as many Hollywood people involved as as people seem to think there are. Right. I'm sure there are, but I think it's more of a governmental situation. 
Well, it sort of goes back to what we talked about the other day as far as big business and mm -hmm. capitalism and how yes, you know, big business is kind of the puppet master yep. pulling all of the strings in the government and you know, I I think the Illuminati could definitely be a part of Oh, absolutely. controlling things. I think there's probably like a handful of extremely wealthy and I use wealthy loose like like wealth beyond our imagination right that are literally controlling everything and i feel like it could be the illuminati the name of it could change every year but it could be illuminati-esque you know it could be something like that where there's i mean we basically already have that we have a very very small group of people controlling everything in this country right and spilling over into controlling much of the world well, one thing I find interesting is that men with power and money are never seemingly satisfied with the power and the money that they have. They always want more. And I think that power can create monsters. Oh, absolutely. And so people like um, Trump or Jeff Bezos, I, I think that it's not enough to be that powerful, to be able to snap your fingers That's and right. have literally anything you want and to never have to worry about money again. I think that that power, they just need more and more and more. And so this would, would support a conspiracy theory of an Illuminati. Absolutely. And not to get too spiritual, but I think folks that are only pursuing power and money and status are never going to be satisfied because that's not what human beings need to feel purposeful right. and successful and whatever that those words mean to that person. So I think I think I agree with you. I think that power and that wealth changes people. And I think um, you know, as Puff Daddy said when he was still Puff Daddy, mo money, mo problems. Oh hell yeah. So more money more expectations, more expectations of status, so more things, then that's more that you could lose if you don't keep pursuing. Mm -hmm. And so you just become a hamster on a wheel. Yeah. And I have no interest in that. Nope. I could, we talk about this all the time, I could win the lottery tomorrow, I wouldn't move. I probably wouldn't change my job right away either, which may shock you because I'm not, all, all the time satisfied there, but I would create a space of a, a space of revenue that I could do on my own with that money that we won, but my lifestyle would not change at all. Like hmm. I would go on, I would travel more hmm. once the pandemic. You know what I would do? Oh boy. <laughs> I would build a bunker in the backyard. Would you really? An underground bunker. Yeah. In our backyard. In, in that backyard, right. Okay, why? I would like to be down there. I think it would be very quiet. I'm sorry, is this two-person, one-dog household not quiet enough for you? Well, no. I mean, I hear, you know, we live out in the sticks. Yes. So we have gunfire day. and We do have gunfire day. You know, hot air balloons practice. and uh, trucks going up and down the street. I mean, other than that, it's quiet. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we've got the neighbor's across the way there. Who just... I was getting insecure it was to run away from me. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, no, I just I just think it would be relaxing, like a, a solitude of fortress. 
Solitude of Fortress. Oh, we're my gosh. We're going to call gosh. it that. Fortress Portrait of Solitude. Have you been drinking? <laughs> I swear <laughs> I have not had anything to drink today. Nothing. This is perfect. Let me try perfect. it one more time. Okay. Fortress of Solitude. Got it. Got it. Yes. It only took me 18 times. Hey. It's not, it doesn't roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. Um, that's so interesting because that is a panic attack waiting to happen for me. I don't want to be underground. Why not? Oh my God, no. What if the What if the ground crumbled in over us and we died and we were buried alive? We'd be in a metal bunker. But we eventually would run out of air and die. Not if we had, a, no, no, no. We don't run out of air. They're meant to live in for years until the radiation is gone enough that we can come back out again. I don't trust it. Have you not seen any of those movies? I mean, I have, and I've seen like those Twilight Zone episodes and stuff. Yes, I just don't. I just don't really understand the logistics of it, and I don't trust. I don't. Uh, first of all, I think we can all agree that appliances and technology, the quality, is not what it used to be. No. I mean, remember the cell phones of the days of old. You used to run over them with a car. Literally. Throw them could, off bridges. You, those things would last forever. Yes, and they stayed charged forever. That's right. So the way our quality of, you know, technology and appliances, I wouldn't trust anyone to put me underground. Oh. Absolutely not. All right. No. Well, it would be my fortress of solitude. Okay. And I'll, I'll visit you or I'll bring you cookies. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Big my own damn cookies. <laughs> um, we've got extraterrestrials and UFOs, big one. Which in 2020, the government did announce that, you know, UFOs were, that extraterrestrials were real. Yes. So that really got overshadowed by the pandemic. You know, it's so funny you mentioned that. I've been meaning to look back into that. What all did they say? <laughs> I don't know. It got overshadowed by, by the, the pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> okay. Um, we've got 9-11. Yes. Sandy Hook. Yes. Um... Which, let's speak on that for a moment, because I'm from Connecticut, and I worked just a few miles from Sandy Hook as a school counselor when Sandy Hook happened. Uh, and while I wasn't physically there, I feel pretty confident in saying it wasn't a hoax and that real people really died, uh, because I had to counsel those people after the fact. After they died? <sighs> nice. Well played. That was very good. That was very good. I had to counsel people who were survivors. Oh, got it. Got friends, it. family, neighbors of the people who died. Well, the interesting thing about Sandy Hook is that, and this is, it's interesting because I was just reading about this yesterday, is that there have been different pictures. And the woman in this picture, she appears in several different pictures. And... She's one of the Sandy Hook parents. And then in the next picture, she's a lawyer for the Holmes guy who was the mass shooter in the um, movie theater. Yep. So people are saying, how can she be in Connecticut and being the mother of a, of a victim and then she can be in Vegas or wherever that happened being the lawyer for John Holmes? Like, first of mm. all, it's a um, conflict of interest you know, the mother of a victim of a mass shooter really shouldn't be defending a mass shooter. I mean, Unless that was in, in exactly the defenses. That's, that sounds something like a defense team would do. You think so? 100%. I mean, how many times do we see 
uh, female defense attorneys defending someone who's been accused of sexual assault. Oh, that's true. You know? Yeah. It's, it's in poor taste, but that's lawyers. You know what I mean? But anyway, that's what the conspiracy theory about that is. Interesting. And I just don't see how it could be fake. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it was devastating. You know, well, it, it devastated all, the community. It devastated the community, but we all saw it. We saw the aftermath of it. You yeah. know, the, I mean, the police cars everywhere and the SWAT teams and then rushing people out of the school. And like, I don't think that's something that would be made up. I, I would hope it wouldn't be. No. And, you know, again, this goes along the lines of conspiracy theories. I guess anything's possible. That's kind of my take on a lot of these things is that anything's possible. And with the way this year has been, I think the reason this has been such an interesting topic for us is after dealing with 10 months of 2020 so far, it literally feels like anything, anything can happen. happen. Um, but I agree with you. I don't want to think that it did because if that were a hoax for whatever reason, I would really hope that they wouldn't involve a school and kids. Maybe they were trying to desensitize us because it just keeps happening. That's, I don't know, because they would be traumatizing kids in the process. I don't think the government cares about kids. Why? Well, I, I don't either. That's true. You know? That's true. Um, we've got uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. He's next that I want to talk about. All right. Um, do you want to go or do you want me to share one of my conspiracy theories that sure. I, not my, but one that I agree with? Yeah, share yours. So there's one called, um, where is it here? Alternative therapy suppression. Okay. And basically it talks about, um, I'm so sorry. I lost it. Hang on. Here we go. It talks about 37% of people, almost half of Americans, believe in at least one medical conspiracy theory. And many, many believe that the FDA is deliberately suppressing natural cures because of influence from the pharmaceutical company. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Yes. I think if... And not to get too like soapboxy, but I think if things like supplements and essential oils, bombs, that kind of stuff were regulated by the FDA and were seen as medicinal and not just supplemental, I think we would be embracing more of that. Um, and like alternative therapies like acupuncture and meditation and massage. I mean, these are things that we kind of throw in there like, yeah, it would be good if you did that but also make sure you take these 14 medications so you don't die. Yes, and we have to we have to acknowledge and admit the incredible power and control that the pharmaceutical company pharmaceutical industry has over this country. 100%. If you you can find all of this information on the internet and you can find reliable sources on the internet if That's you look right. carefully, which you can see that pill A in America Cost fifty dollars. Yep. But pill B, pill A in Canada and other countries cost twelve dollars. There's no doubt in my mind that price gouging. Yeah. Definitely 
definitely goes on and that the government overlooks it. They don't, Absolutely. They don't uh, regulate it. Absolutely. And they instill fear. Like, make sure you check with your doctor before you take any supplements or... And, okay, so full disclosure, like, I actually did end up giving myself inadvertently vitamin B12 toxicity. That was fun. Whoops. Yeah, I was told by a very ill-informed coworker that it was not possible to overdose on uh, B12. And to her credit, I didn't overdose. I just had toxic levels. Baby. So that was after the fact. I was taking it for energy. I didn't realize that taking it every day could have repercussions and... I took it every day for months and it ended up having the complete opposite effect and I actually had like muscle fatigue and muscle weakness and I was extremely tired and I come to find out had toxic levels of vitamin B12. But I digress. That aside, we're drilled into make sure you check with your doctor, make sure you check with your pharmacist, don't take this without checking with someone. I'm not saying that we shouldn't, but I think I think instilling this fear of anything that's not prescribed by a medical professional is either fake or, you know, a hoax or potentially dangerous. Right. You know, where if we're doing it responsibly, I think it can not only supplement, but could even replace some therapies. Not all. You know, I mean, I'm on Prozac. I don't think there's going to be, you know, an essential oil replacement no for my Prozac to keep my OCD like somewhat manageable right I agree with that but I also agree that the medications that are coming out have you seen an ad for a drug on TV we see them all the time when we watch our trash TV and and they're 10 minutes long yep because they have to tell you about the drug and then there's 10 minutes of some guy telling you the side effects that's right and it's like whoa mm-hmm. okay so I'm not gonna have um, patchy dry skin anymore right but instead I'm gonna have headache fevers dizziness bloody colon you know it's and like, death and, and death. almost always the last exactly. one is death it's like woo woohoo yay yep um, I think that there's a lot of alternative medications, non-prescription medications yep. that we that will work, but I don't think we give ourselves enough time. I think you know, like if yes. valerian root is good for whatever. I don't think we give ourselves enough time. We, we try it once; it doesn't fix the problem, and we're we you know we're at the doctor saying, "Give me a prescription! Give me a prescription!" Right? Or you just made me think of something. Or we're <laughs> we're doing it that one time. And we're not doing anything else that could maybe help foster the benefits of it. So the first example I thought of was if I'm in the middle of a panic attack and I'm at work and I'm not advocating for myself, so I just keep seeing patients and I'm not telling anyone how I'm feeling, and I drink chamomile tea, I don't think that's going to help the situation. Right. But if I take a 10-minute break, close my office door have some tea, take some deep breaths, I will probably feel the effects of not only the tea, but the deep breaths, the whole ambiance right, the whole scenario. But how many people, when they start having a panic attack or they, or they start feeling overwhelmed, like you're describing, 
How many of them pop a clonopin? Oh, or for sure. Something like that. Candy bar. Candy bar. I'm talking about drugs. But finding anything to. Candy I... bar is not fun. Clonopin is bad. I excuse you. I'm just saying. Candy bars aren't fun. Wow. I, I would have a hard time saying no to the candy bar, but the clonopin would have to come first. Okay, fair because, enough. Because we've become this, this society that wants to pop a pill and have it be fixed. And why? I'm, we're going to bring it back to capitalism because we're expected to be productive beyond human capacity. We're expected to be productive through intense menstrual cycles, chronic pain, all these things mental breakdowns on the verge of a panic attack we're expected to keep on pushing through so of course we're going to be shoving drugs in our face that are going to do those things and we don't have to change anything else about our environment just taking that pill in that moment will work right but what happens when but this makes more problems because you're not addressing the issues that cause all of these problems you're just popping a pill to get through, right. to make it, but you're still going home with the same problems. Well, and that, that's when we, that's when the candy bar comes in, or that's when the alcohol comes in, or that's when the depression sleeps come in, or zoning out in front of the TV, or zoning out in front of TikTok. No shade to TikTok, fucking love it. But, you know, that's where we just distract and numb ourselves over and over and over again. Right, I agree. I mean, so... One of my low-key guilty pleasure movies, favorite movies, is Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> I love that movie. Do you really? I do. Oh, my God. I'm learning something new about my wife right huh. now yeah. in this moment. Even though I don't like Julia Roberts, I, I like okay. that movie. Okay, I love her, and I love that movie. And there's a scene where they're in a barbershop in Italy, and this guy is kind of explaining culture, like work culture and, and like play in Italy versus the U.S. and what he's observed. And it was spot on. It was like, in, he said, in the U.S., it just seems like you guys work, work, work all week, long days, long, long shifts. And then you just come home at the end of the day and come home at the end of the week and eat and watch TV. And I was like, yes, that. And stare at our phones. And that is our lives. Exactly. Yes, this was pre-smartphones, yeah. so definitely. Whereas, you know, in many European countries, including Italy, as he was explaining, there's time throughout the day for rest and there's time throughout the day for play. And there is a big, there's an expectation, a cultural expectation that people take advantage of those things. It's very unusual for someone to work a 10, 12 hour shift four or five days in a row and then just like burn out on the weekend. Right. Um, but yeah, so. I definitely believe that conspiracy theory. Definitely. Alternative therapies, suppression. Um, you've got another one for us. I do. I have Jeff Jeffrey Epstein's yes. suicide. Um, so everybody knows who Jeffrey Epstein was. He was... Uh, we may be having a paranormal activity as we record. Eh. The... Um, what am I talking about? Oh, Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> so the interesting thing about Epstein is that he became a multimillionaire and nobody really knows how or why. Um, 
you know, he was involved with, in Wall Street and things like that, but a lot of people think that he was involved in blackmail, and that's how he amassed so much money. Mm. Um, but anyway, he was arrested on sex trafficking of minors, and he was being held He's in... a fucking monster. ...being held in um, correctional facility awaiting trial. He was not allowed uh, to post any kind of bail or bond. Um, but anyway, he was there for five weeks... Um, he was being held in the special housing unit. He was in, in a cell by himself, and he was on suicide watch. And suicide watch means that two officers are required to check on him or check on any inmate um, every 30 minutes. Okay. And it didn't happen. Um, they did this every night, except for the night that he died. They, from 10.30 at night until 6.30 in the morning... Not one check was made. Okay. The two officers who were on duty that night and who were supposed to be doing the checks, they were actually um, brought up on charges saying that, and including in, in the indictment, it said that they were sleeping and surfing the internet all night instead of doing their job. Okay. And the attorney for, for the officers said that they were being used as a scapegoat. Mm. Um, so yeah, nobody checked on them for there, eight hours. For eight hours, there were cameras everywhere, but none of them worked. Okay, let's put a pen in that because as a true crime junkie, none of the surveillance cameras ever fucking work when we need them to. No, they and work. They work all the time. They work three in the morning I mean, while the raccoons are outside fucking. We got that on tape. One hundred percent. That is on every episode of Unsolved Mysteries. That's in every fucking true crime documentary. The raccoons fucking. All of it. <laughs> yes, but the, but the cameras never work when we need them to, which I, it's it's not a coincidence. Oh God, no. So, yeah, the cameras weren't working. So, 6.30 in the morning, the two guards go to bring old Jeff his breakfast, and <laughs> he's Jeff. dead. So, they, you know, sound the alarm, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, he was taken to the hospital and pronounced dead. So, of course, everybody is blowing up the internet with these conspiracy theories and his links to both professional and personal ties to powerful, wealthy people, including mm -hmm. Trump, including the Clintons, including almost everybody. I mean, in Hollywood. Hollywood yeah. and, and politics. He knew everybody. Well, then, as yeah. royalty. Even Prince royalty. Andrew. Prince Andrew. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Sorry. Um, I just had to... No, it was amazing to see the number of people that he knew professionally and personally. Yeah. Um, and, and then his Bahamas, his island in the Bahamas, which was his, his... Pedophile island. Pedophile island. And you look at the flight plans and the lists of passengers, and it's, it's mind-blowing. And it's like, okay, fine. You know, maybe Bill Clinton wanted to get away to a Bahamas you know, island getaway for the weekend, but the island was known, was known to have young girls. Yeah. And so I can't imagine anybody going there not knowing. Right. And I, I just... No. I, I'm, I am... For, I do not believe that he killed himself. Right. 
And I do not believe that high-profile people were not involved. Oh, so who do you think killed him? I think it was somebody in the in the jail, a guard that they... A guard, okay. Yeah, that somebody paid off, maybe one of the two guards that were supposed to be checking on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they... they they said he, he tied the sheets from his bed around his neck and, and um, hung himself. Okay. Um, but the medical examiner determined that the cause of death was suicide. Mm-hmm. And then they brought in another, an outside source. Sure. Who said that the, some of the marks on his, uh, one of the bones up in your neck were not consistent with that. mm and he said that if, if he was the medical examiner, he would not have ruled it a suicide. But nobody can, I mean, like, he's, he's not an authority. He's not the medical right. examiner, so they have to go off what they have. And the fact is there's no evidence because of the fucking cameras. Nothing worked. There was nobody around. And, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. If he went to trial and started talking, I mean, some major influential people could have been outed. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's dozens if not hundreds of people that probably wanted him quiet one thing that i found interesting that would support suicide is that two days before his death he transferred his um all of his assets Mm. into a trust that's held in the bahamas Mm. and so people say that the only reason he did that was so that his victims couldn't sue his estate for money because his money is he he technically didn't have any money at that point because he appointed it all to the trust mm. and the trust was being held in the Bahamas so it's as far as anybody trying to sue him he has no assets okay anymore so people are saying well if he he did that because he knew he was going to uh, commit suicide why was he on suicide watch? Is that just typical, or did he express wanting to kill himself? I don't know, actually. It's a good question. The only reason I ask that is because now I'm developing my own conspiracy theory that's probably not an original thought, to be clear, but I haven't read anything. I wonder if he faked his death. You're staring at me blankly. I don't think he faked his death because I'm, I was trying to remember the article that I read about this, and... The medical examiner has pictures of stuff like where she cut open his body and stuff and they videotaped that. I'm doing a big shrug over here because I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody either. I I don't. I mean, people fake their people less influential fake their deaths and get away with it all the time. True. So he could possibly be sitting on a beach somewhere in the Bahamas where he the minute you said transferred all of his money that's exactly where I went to was that motherfucker faked his own death and he's still alive. That would be interesting. Yeah. That would be very interesting. I would not be surprised. That's true. This year has broken me so badly. Like I'm, oof, I almost just like dared the universe. No, please don't. We have two fucking months to go. I know. I'm not going to finish the sentence, but I think y'all know where I was going to go with that. So we're just going to leave it at that. So I think you can draw a straight line. from the Illuminati to like Jeffrey Epstein. I think all of these things are tied in. Mm -hmm. I think all of these people, there's like a pyramid 
hierarchy of this. We're we're on the bottom. Oh yeah, we're shit. We're, we're nowhere sh- near. We're like really, really, really at the bottom. <laughs> and we'll never know who's at the top, but I can say at the top couple rungs would be all of these people that we mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, so another conspiracy theory that I do subscribe to is the moon landing being faked. Oh yeah, yeah. And this one can be a little controversial, you know, because, you know, as Americans, we tend to be raised, well, at least I was, I don't know about you having grown up all over the world, but like America is the best country ever and we can't say anything, you know, obviously I'm over that as, (laughs) you know, I think we're on episode 11 or 12 has shown, I'm way over that. But I think when I first started learning about this conspiracy theory, I felt a little like scandalous like believing it because this was very anti-american oh yeah you know to think that um obviously there are many reasons why i didn't realize until i looked it up on the wikipedia page i had only really heard of the first moon landing being faked people claim that the first six crude landings were faked oh i didn't know that i didn't either and the reason i think and i i think the one of the main reasons that folks tend to think that is one, it looks fucking fake. Yes. I mean, it really does. And I know it was 1969, but it looks like a Twilight Zone episode. It It looks ridiculous. But that aside, (laughs) we had to beat Russia to the moon. And I think as a country, you know, it's 1969, there's a lot of shit going on. There's movements and revolutions going everywhere. I feel like there needed to be some morale building. There needed to be something that would bring everyone together. And uh, neither of us were alive at that time, but knowing people who were, that was a very like bonding experience to watch the moon landing with your family or your friends and share this moment. And so I feel like that was curated in order to build the morale. And I think we got there eventually. I don't think every moon landing has been faked. I just don't think we have the technology. Well, let me ask you a question. The the iconic picture, it's half of the spaceship and then you've got um, yep. Armstrong coming down, yep. coming down the steps. I'm going to look it up right now. And the flag is behind him. And it's the caption is... What was his name? Neil. Neil Armstrong, first man on the moon. Who took the fucking picture? Wouldn't the person who taking the picture be the first person on the moon? Interesting. Yes. You're right. You are right. Did you look up the picture? I yeah, I, I have it up right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's another one similar. Where I mean, could he be taking the picture from the shuttle? I have no idea. So like technically but the, the shuttle is here. And so, mm. so my question is is who's over here taking this picture? Right. Right. And you know, of course I've heard things like the direction the flag is flying and all this stuff like I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say it's not important, but it is kind of irrelevant now in 2020, but I at the same time I think If that is true, and I happen to believe that it is, that speaks volumes for what this country will do just to keep this facade and this illusion of we are the best. 
we're always the fastest, the biggest, and the first, and we're the best. But you know what we really are? We're well, the loudest. We are the loudest. That's all we are. Yeah. We're the loud drunk uncle at you know Thanksgiving who falls asleep on the couch with his hands in his pants. <laughs> I mean, we are. You know, we're entertaining. We're fun to a point, and then we pass out drunk on the couch. I, I was going to say, we go outside and play with our guns and end up shooting a thumb off. I mean, that's a perfect encapsulation of, yeah. of us as a country. Yeehaw. Absolutely. America. America. Um, and, you know, we already kind of touched on this. I don't think, I, I would venture to guess most people believe this now versus when I was growing up. But I 100% believe that aliens are real. They're walking among us. And laughing at us. Well, they're taking notes. <laughs> and I think that they've been visiting us for forever. Yes. And um, I do wonder if they're going to harvest our planet someday. I don't think we'll see that in our lifetime. Mm. I don't think we have anything that they want right now. No, we don't. But I do think in the future, this planet will be harvested. And in, in one way or another, life as we know it on this planet will cease to exist. Mm. We are destroying ourselves. Absolutely. Um, and I 100% believe in UFOs. And I have been a staunch believer since I was very little and started watching Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. The ghost and the UFO episodes were always the ones that got my brother and I fucking freaked out. <laughs> I mean, we'd be running up and down the hallway, like, just in terror, just screaming. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I remember we watched this one episode, and <laughs> it was like... There was some UFO sighting, and then there was like something random that landed in a random field. I mean, it's just always the same. You yeah. know, it's just like the flyover states. You know, it's never New York City. But would you, if you were an alien, would you want to no, go to New York City? That's true. That's true. But in the show, in the reenactment, they were showing all these helicopters, you know, going to the field and investigating. And my brother and I happened to be home alone that evening watching the episode. And we were like, oh, man, you know, did you see all those helicopters? That's serious. And then just by pure coincidence, like two helicopters happened to go over our house like just a few minutes later. And we were freaking out. We were convinced that like there was an alien sighting, like we were going to be abducted. I was always very worried about being abducted by an alien. Really? All, all, all the time. Why? Because I was really convinced that it could happen and that it did happen and I wouldn't have any control over it. I didn't want them doing things to me. No, you didn't want an anal probe? I, no. And I feel like that's very stereotypical. You know what I mean? Like pro-alien rights. I don't think they're just shoving stuff, stuff only up asses. <laughs> no, but that's their favorite part. Uh, you know, it might have just been a mistake. It might have been that alien's first day on the job. We don't That's know. That's true. We don't know. That's true. <laughs> Carl, Carl, wrong hole, man. God damn it, Carl. Now that's all they associate us with is fucking anal probes. Are you happy? Are you happy? <laughs> we are a more intelligent species, and you've got them thinking, we only care about asses. <laughs> Poor Carl. Poor Carl. He can't get a break. Uh, yeah, but my, my fear of aliens ha is is so strong that I can't watch cartoons that have aliens. Only recently have I been able to watch American Dad with you. Yeah. Is that the one with Roger? Yes, it's got Roger. I can't watch Futurama. 
I can't watch Simpsons episodes with those godforsaken drooling aliens. I cannot. It's it's too. Ooh, even talking about it, I'm just getting. We watched that one movie with the the aliens. Ooh, I got the chills. What movie? Um, the the aliens were coming for the sun. Um, shit. Was it last year? Dark I think. something. Dark matter. No. Dark strange. Dark. We're just dark strange. Um, dark skies. Yeah. Dark skies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. That's along the lines of like that's a real. I know this doesn't make sense. I like scary movies, so I like being scared by like live action dark skies type movies about aliens. Right. But to watch like a cartoon depiction, I don't know. It just freaks me out. Interesting. It's too much. It harkens back to Sesame Street with the frickin' alien twins. I like Sesame Street. I, I loved Sesame Street, but I would scream when those motherfuckers got on the TV. I liked them. The Yip Yip Twins. Ah! I was just going to say, please don't say it. Oh my gosh, no more. Oh my gosh. I'm having like an actual reaction, and I just screamed in our podcast. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm rubbing my bald head. <laughs> For, for comfort. For comfort. Please don't say it again. I won't say it again. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, it must have just been something childhood related. Who knows? Maybe I was abducted by an alien. Maybe you were. Maybe you had that anal probe after all. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so conspiracy theories, you know, most of them seem quite plausible. Some of them seem ridiculous. You know, weigh in. I like them. I, I like conspiracy theories. I do too. I think it. I think it's interesting, and I do get a little worried, like talking about them too much. Like, Men in Black are going to come and like erase my memory. Eh. But, ah, eh, I've dealt with worse. <laughs> All right. I think we're good. We're good. Awesome. You guys have a great day. Bye. If you are interested in sending us listener letters, asking for advice, sharing something unusual or topics that you want us to discuss, send an email to pixieandogrepod at gmail.com. That's P-I-X-I-E-A-N-D-O-G-R-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Thanks.